Welcome to the OCR Underground Show. Each week, you get the latest research, training secrets of top coaches, and everything you need to crush your next obstacle course race and finish burpee-free. Here's your host, SGX coach, Mike Diebler. Hey everyone, this is your host, Mike Diebler, and welcome to episode 107 of the OCR Underground Show. As always, thank you so much for making this part of your OCR training routine. If you want to check out some of the links that are mentioned in today's episode, make sure you head on over to the show notes at ocrunderground.com slash episode dash 107. Well, it's 2024 and we're actually midway through January. So I hope that you're off to a a great start to this year. Um, I want this to be an amazing year as I, I wish every year. I think the important thing is when we're setting up our, our goals for the year we and, and really just our planning in general, that we we have to know that this is going to be a great year because we have to make it happen, right? I think sometimes we kind of get caught in the routine and we just assume that this year will be better than last year because we just, I guess, have more experience and it's another year. Um, but we don't want to rely on luck or chance. We're going to do everything that we can to properly prepare for the year. So uh, I wanted to use this episode as kind of a, a special episode to get you started for this year. We're already a couple weeks in, but if you need a little rejuvenation or remotivation, hopefully you'll pick up some good tips on how you can make this a better year and not just hope for it. Well, I have a lot of Big things coming up, a few things I wanted to to let you know about that'll hopefully make your 2024 a little better. Uh, first up, I know this time of year is when a lot of people are, are really trying to dial in their fitness and nutrition and, and maybe a few pounds heavier over the holidays. Uh, well, I just recorded a uh, free webinar called the Fat Loss Blueprint, and I really dive into what you should be focusing on if fat loss is something that you're really trying to to um, work on uh, right now or you know maybe down the road but you know this time of year i think it's a great place you know a lot of people are in more of their off-season training where they really want to probably prioritize body composition so if you feel like you're not at your best weight that you can race at and perform then maybe really focusing on that particular goal over maybe performance and not not that you can't work on both but i think you really want to have a priority so you can um, really go all in on that one thing so if you're if you're trying to um, drop any excess body fat uh, check out this webinar you can uh, get access to the recording i'll put a link in the show notes but it's it's at the website of my studio, which is sandiegopremiertraining.com slash webinar, and you'll be able to get access to that. You just have to put in your name and email. And it's a a really cool webinar. I got a lot of great feedback that was really helpful for for some of the clients and other individuals. Uh, But basically, I I explain why most diets are are wrong or, or just set you up for failure and talk about the four keys to, um, real a significant fat loss. And really the most important part is to kind of give you a step-by-step or an action plan on how you can implement some of those things. So uh, if that is going to be helpful for you, definitely go on over sandiegopremiertraining.com slash webinar, and you can get access to that uh, long uh, webinar that we recorded. Uh, also want to let you know, if you are in the 
SoCal area, the first uh, DECA event that we'll be hosting at my, my studio, San Diego Premier Training, is going to be on March 3rd. We are going to do the DECA Strong, and as usual, we'll have open and team heats. Uh, always love this. It's such a fun event. We have a, a pretty fast course, so we get some great PRs and, and just great motivation to see everyone push themselves and see if they can, you know, one, just finish or, or maybe get their best time. So you can go to the DECA.fit site and search for that, but I'll also include the direct link to our event in the show notes as well. So that's going to be on March 3rd. And then finally, um, I am doing a pre-sale promo right now for really my best uh, program, or I guess I should say my most popular program that has been downloaded, my Ultra Beast training program. Uh, I wrote this a couple years ago and just have helped a, a lot of people prepare for their Ultra Beast and and um, get their belt buckle. So it you know it's still a great program. It's a couple years old, and I wanted to just revamp it and give a little facelift and new workouts, new routines, um, and just tweak some things in there a little bit. And came up with a, a pretty cool new program. I am not quite done with it yet, but. As life uh, usually goes, things don't go according to plan, so you kind of roll with it. So while I'm putting the finishing touches on it, I was able to get access to 20 free race codes. So I can actually send you a free race code for your Ultra this year if you're planning on uh, running an Ultra. So this is good for any U.S.-based open heat Ultra race. Uh, you'll get a free race code when you uh, pre-order my Ultra Beast program. And the reason I'm doing this, I'm, I'm just about finished, but I'm going to say it's going to be another week or two before the program is totally done. Uh, but I just found out that while those race codes are good for any race this year, you have to register by January 31st, uh, 2024. So I want to give you time to be able to find your race and sign up. So I'm going to do a pre-sale uh, promotion. So if you order my Ultra Beast program, um, I'm actually putting it uh, $50 off right now, so you can get it at a discounted price and get a free race code. So uh, just head on over to the show notes again. I know I have a lot of links in this episode's show notes. Uh, it's going to be easier than trying to write them down. Uh, so just head on over to ocrunderground.com slash episode dash 107 so you can see the link. Um, once you sign up, you'll get your free race code. But this is only good. I have 20 codes, so it's only good for the first 20 people. And actually, since the recording, uh, I did send an email out and a couple were already given out. So there's a little bit less than 20 from uh, when you're probably listening. So you want to jump on that. I'll take that promotion down. So at least you'll know if you uh, um, I'll, I'll leave the $50 off. But if I run out of the codes, um, then I will uh, let you know on the website that there are no more codes available. But as of right now, I still have codes. If you'd like to sign up, um, just a little bit about this program. It's a four-month-long training program. I think four months is enough time to prep. Uh, I do think you need a little bit of a base. So if you're brand new, you may want to do a little bit of training before you jump into this specific program, just so you can handle some of the mileage that you're going to see in there, but you're going to get four months. That's going to include your running program, all based on heart rate zones specifically for you. Uh, you're going to get your strength training program so you can uh, be strong enough for obstacles and make your body more durable. 
you will get uh, tactical workouts to simulate the race day and prepare your obstacles as best we can using the tools that you probably have access to. And then a couple other bonuses in there uh, from mental training strategies, uh, a nutrition guide for both uh, your training and uh, race day prep, uh, and some other good stuff too. So I, I think it came out great, and or it's coming out great. So I'm really excited to, to release this program. But if you want to get a free race code when you sign up, you can uh, head on over to that link in the show notes and get uh, get the program as soon as it comes out and get that free race code as well. Now, uh, today's episode, like I said, I want to set you up. Uh, I hope some of the things that I've already talked about are, are going to help you uh, make this year a great year. But I also want to go over some things that I just like to talk about every every January to really set up the year from race planning and goal setting and, and all sorts of that fun stuff. So uh, that's going to be the episode uh, for today. Uh, but before I jump in, I do want to let you know a little bit about uh, this episode's sponsors. Um, if you follow me on social media at all, you know that I love posting uh, my my cold plunges and it is uh, really been a, a an important piece to my training and recovery program. And I wasn't quite sure how I would do during the winter months. And I know I'm in uh, Southern California, so I really can't talk too much. But that water does get pretty cold. Uh, so it does take a little bit of effort and mental focus to get in there and stay in there. But um, I, I love my ice pod. If you want to check out the pod company, you can head over to podcompany.com and check out their incredibly affordable, uh, inflatable, portable uh, ice bath. Uh, I've, I've loved using it. I'm in there two to three days every week and uh, just just loving it. And it's really nice in the winter now. I don't have to add any ice. Just hop in, uh, focus on my breathing and then hop out and get on with my day. So uh, you can check them out at podcompany.com. But if you go to the show notes and use my affiliate link, I'll actually send you a uh, $10 off coupon when you head over to the website through that special link. I uh, also want to let you know about the Dara scale from FitTrack. Uh, if you are trying to focus on improving body composition, one of the big things that I like to make sure people focus on is not just weight, uh, not even just uh, fat, but looking at your lean muscle mass and having a scale like the Dara scale to track some of those metrics, I think is really important. So one of the big things when people go on a diet program is they cut their calories and they lose fat, but they also lo lose a little bit of muscle tissue and they see their metabolism slow down, making it harder to lose from the long term. So having a scale like the Dara scale is a great way to manage uh, your 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 lean muscle and your body fat, as well as other metrics. Uh, in fact, it gives you 17 health metrics to help you monitor, like body fat, BMR, metabolic age, body water percent, bone mass, and more. Super simple to use with the app, and it's just a great tool to help you track your progress if you're trying to see some improvements there with your body composition. So head on over to fittrack.com. And if you use code OCR underground, uh, scale is actually 50% off right now. When you use that OCR underground code, you actually get an additional 20% off, which is pretty huge savings there. And then finally, I wanted to talk about the amino company. Uh, obviously, we have to pay attention to our nutrition for performance and recovery protein. 
in particular, getting the right amino acids in is going to be a huge part of that, whether you're trying to build more muscle tissue or just recover from workouts. Uh, check out some of the great formulas that they have over at the Amino Company from uh, healing after a workout or potentially injury or surgeries to prepping you for a workout to uh, healthy aging. So they have a lot of great products to help support some of the things you are doing, hopefully nutritionally with uh, the aid of supplementation. So head on over to aminoco, uh, aminoco.com slash OCR and use code OCR to get 30% off your order. All right, well, let's get into today's episode. All right, well, like I mentioned, I want this episode to be a guide for you to help you plan for 2024 in a variety of different ways. So not new year, new you, new year, hopefully better you, right? So hopefully you're not going to settle and you're going to work on improving your situation in some way. And if uh, training specifically for OCR is something that you'd like to step up this year, hopefully I can give you some good tools. Although obviously many of these things you can apply to most different parts of your life. So like I mentioned, don't get caught up in the thing that I think most people do. They kind of throw a wish up there and they'll call it the resolution and they just assume it's going to happen because they put it out there. And while some people might get lucky just because it's it's out there, I think it's going to take a lot more than that, right? That's a great start is to have this image that you're you're hoping to achieve, but we we need a plan. And I think that's what most people miss is just having a solid plan to help them reach reach their goal. So for goal setting, I'd like to look at it three three simple steps. So uh, number one, that I think most are going to skip over and, and probably won't won't pay attention to, but it is an important piece. And that's really your reflection and looking out last year. So uh, did you set a goal last year? How did that go? Let's manage this a little bit, right? Just like your, your job, most likely you're going to uh, work on projects and uh, maybe a manager is going to look it over, see how you did and uh, did it go well, not so well, how can we improve? That's how we want to think about this. So if you set a goal, did it go well? If it did, that's awesome. Celebrate it, right? Reward yourself. Um, acknowledge that you hit a goal that you achieved. Uh, maybe you kind of hit the goal, right? Maybe you didn't hit it at all. So that's what we want to look at first is how did last year go? or whenever the last time you set a goal was, and what can we learn from it? So if you hit your goal, was it too easy, right? Maybe you really set the bar low, which is fine. Um, you, you wanted some success and you hit that goal. So maybe now I learned from it that I can do that and I need to challenge myself a little bit more this time around. Maybe you didn't hit it. Maybe you, um, or maybe you partly hit it. You know, maybe the bar was a little too high. And you just didn't have enough enough focus or, or a good enough plan to hit that. So look at where things went well, where things didn't go well. How can we improve or build off of some of those things? So that's that's the first step, right? If you if you keep setting the same goal every year and, and aren't hitting it, we need to change something, right? Either it's the goal is not the right goal for you or you're not following the right plan in order to hit that goal. So let's learn from our mistakes so we can get better every single year. Then let's set our next goal. And I think it's big, uh, important to start with your big goal first. So throw it out there. What is the, what is it that you want? Where do you want, what goal do you want to hit? 
for for this year or beyond this year. So set the big goal first um, and don't hold back on this one, right? You deserve it. So you need to tell yourself that you deserve these big goals. They're not going to be easy. And the bigger the goal, the harder it is in order to get there. But I like starting with that big goal, right? You want to be, you know, I, I'll, I'll say realistic, but sometimes it's hard to know what is realistic because you don't really know what you're capable of until you, you kind of throw it out there and try it. But, you know, kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit, set that big goal that you would like to hit, write it down, believe in it, set the image of you achieving that goal, right? So kind of go to the finish line first, right? Because if we know the destination, it's a lot easier to write the plan. So find that that important thing that is going to motivate you and, and keep you accountable and uh, excite you that you really, or maybe scare you that you want to achieve that goal. And then finally, the third step is now we break that down. And this is the hard part. And um, the part you really have to put the most work into is starting this plan. And it's really just the first step, right? You have this big goal. You're not going to, if it's a big enough goal, you're not going to hit it in one day right? Maybe not even one month, maybe not even one year, but it has to start with that first step. Let's just write that first step. So find the one thing that you can do right now that will get you the next to the next step, right? That'll get you just a little bit closer. Sometimes it's going to seem so insignificant that it doesn't matter, but those are probably the best goals to start with. The, something you know you're going to be successful. So plan short term right now, maybe it's a month, we're going to do just for the month of January, what's one thing that you can do right now that's going to help get you to that goal or make that goal a little bit easier in the next month or the next few months, whatever it might be. So this needs to be an action, it needs to be something that you can do and manage uh, every day or every week. Now, some things maybe you won't do every single day, depending on the goal, maybe there are things that you'll do multiple times a day. Uh, so we want to figure what is this one habit that you can start right now that's going to help you hit your goal. Just make sure it is something, it is an action, it's something you can track and, and manage. That's the important thing. So just saying, well, I'm going to lose five pounds in January, um, or I'm going to run, you know, cut five seconds off my mile time. Those aren't good goals for what we're talking about right now. That can be a, that's kind of more the big picture goal, but that's not an action, right? I need to, Maybe start tracking my food for a couple weeks if I'm trying to lose weight, or um, I need to set up a running program to work on my my speed. Uh, that's the the action item. So those three steps are what I want you to to think about when setting up your goal. So look at last year, where to go well, where where could it be improved? How can I use that information to help me set this year's goal? Then set your big goal. What do you deserve for this year? What do you really want to work towards? And then finally, what's the one simple thing I can do right now to help me get a little bit closer to that goal? So hopefully that helps just kind of get you some ideas for setting your goal for this year. Um, you know, it's hard to give specific advice because I'm sure you have lots of different goals out there, but uh, you can apply that, I think, in a lot of different ways. Now, uh, I, I want to jump specifically into training. So maybe training is is part of your goal. So I, I want to give you maybe a little bit more specific advice or input to help with, with your training for this year. So uh, I think this time of year, it's good for a lot of things, but why not set baselines right now? So I mentioned with setting a goal, it's great to know where the finish line is. 
right? If I know what the ultimate outcome is, I, I can start thinking of a plan to get there. Now, this is kind of looking at the other end. Well, where are you right now, right? Where are you starting, right? It's it's hard to have directions if, if I only have the destination and I don't have uh, the starting point as well. So let's look at you and where you're at right now. And, and uh, setting baselines is a great way to know what kind of program should you be focusing on, right? If we look at at different things so uh, it helps you know if you're getting better right are you just randomly working out and assuming you're getting better from from the training or do you know right do you know because i can see my uh mile time is faster i'm putting up more weight um whatever you know metric you want to use so if we have something to measure it from it's going to be helpful and then we can also look and see where are the biggest bottlenecks where are your biggest opportunities to get better Right. So if we assess and, and look at a lot of different movements and we see that you're just really stiff, right? You're super tight. You can't touch your toes. Your shoulders don't move. Ankles are like, you know, rocks. I think your biggest bottleneck and your biggest opportunity is your mobility, right? So by incorporating daily mobility routines, that's going to open up the most opportunities for the other things to get better, right? If you go right into running and lifting and all these other things to, that you're, you know, believe you're supposed to do, but you kind of don't pay attention to that mobility. Well, now you're really not seeing the, the, the benefits of those things. And you potentially could be increasing your risk for, for injury because your joints don't move very well. So let's look at your baseline. So what I would recommend, and these are things that I personally do, and I, I like to do with my clients uh, to set those baselines is number one, we look at your movement ability. I use the functional movement screen the FMS. I think this is a great tool to look at your movement patterns that all humans are supposed to be able to do and just determine how well you do those different movement patterns. Based on that, we can determine what exercise selection is best for you. There might be certain exercises that we wouldn't recommend putting weight on or loading because you don't have that movement ability yet, right? So we temporarily stop doing those exercises. We work on improving a few things and then we add them in when it's appropriate. Or it lets us know where the green lights are, where you're good to go, and let's start training and learning new exercise technique for those particular exercises. So I, I think some type of movement screen screen uh, is ideal to start with to set those baselines. Um, so obviously for this, you are going to need a little bit of help. If you go to functionalmovement.com, you'll be able to search for a FMS professional in your area if it is something that you are interested in doing, um, or uh, I'm going to actually include in the show notes a, a program that I wrote a long time ago Time ago, that was a self-movement screen. It's not perfect, but it's all things that you can do on your own that will at least look at some of the big things. It's not going to cover everything, but it's a great starting point. This is my Unbreakable Warrior program. So it's a quick little assessment you can do, plus some uh, exercises that you can incorporate. So if you go to the show notes, I'll put a link in there. Uh, for that specific program, if you're just looking for some way to uh, to start your movement evaluation. Now, let's say you move pretty well, then I think there's uh, a few skills that we want to check out on top of that. So number one would be power, right? Your ability to produce power is going to be important for a lot of different reasons, um, and not just for race performance, but for daily living as well. Uh, there's a lot of different power tests that you can do, but we want to look at your ability, both your upper and lower body's ability to produce maximal power. I think two pretty safe and effective ways to do this are looking at your broad jump and looking at a seated med ball 
throw. So uh, broad jump, pretty simple. You're just gonna have a, a line with a tape measure pulled out and without a running start, both feet on the ground, you're just going to jump as far as you can and you just need to stick the landing. So as long as you can stick it, uh, you're, it's a good measurement. So you're just gonna have three good jumps and record your best measurement. So there are baselines you're trying to hit. You should be able to jump um, about 110% more than your height. So a little bit higher, uh, longer than you are tall, you should be able to jump as a minimum. Uh, but whatever number you get is your starting point and seeing if you can incorporate some lower body power exercises to improve that number. Uh, a seated med ball throw, you're just uh, sitting down and you're gonna have a eight pound med ball is typically used. And uh, while you're sitting there, you're just gonna have that ball at your chest and you're gonna push it away from you as far as you can. And you're just gonna measure how far you threw it. That's gonna be a good indication of your upper body power. So two really simple drills that we can use to uh, set your baseline and look at how well you your body, both upper and lower body produce power. I'll put some videos in uh, the show notes as well. So you can check out some video of what those exercises might, might look like. Uh, strength is obvious, obviously going to be an important thing as well. Now, you know, depending on your, your skill, you have to be careful doing a one rep max uh, test for some lifts can be dangerous if your technique's not really good. Um, some people just push themselves a little too far. So just make sure you're being careful if you are going to do a one rep max test. Uh, I do like three rep max tests. You have to use slightly lighter loading in order to do three reps versus one. Um, so it's my preferred choice when we're testing strength is to use your three rep max. Um, but you know, it, it's going to be whatever you're, you're comfortable doing now, I, I try and get a good representation of upper and lower body. So some of the common ones you're going to see like a deadlift, um, squatting might be okay. I, I see some things go wrong when we're squatting real heavy. So I tend to stick to more of the deadlifting to look at the lower body, uh, strength. I like the hex bar. I, it's just easier, safer. Um, if you have access to a hex bar. Um, or if you know how to do barbell deadlift, you can you can do your one to three rep max test for deadlifting, uh, bench pressing. You know, a pretty straightforward one, but also a, a simple way to look at some of your upper body pushing strength. And uh, pull ups, if you can do pull ups or rows, uh, are great for upper body pulling. So a, a max pull up test or you know a three rep bent over row. Um, lots of different options for you there, but pick a few exercises, upper and lower body, so you can at least kind of see where your your strength level is. Again, is it meeting standards or is it something that you have to, to work on? Now, specific with OCR, I think grip's gonna be really important, um, but really for all individuals, grip is gonna be an important thing to look at. So uh, the, the things I, really simple things I like to look at here are hanging. So we uh, either do a, a flex hang or, and or a dead hang. So either with your elbows bent, with your chin above the bar, or with your arms straight hanging, uh, trying to hit minimum numbers there. Typically we're looking for about 30 seconds in a flex hang, 60 seconds in a dead hang. But again, you're using this as a baseline. So uh, test your hanging however far you or long you can hold it for. And I do like farmer's carries as well. Um, I'll use uh, the, the uh, carry screen from the fundamental capacity screen where we do 75% of your body weight uh, split up. So um, in, in each hand or total, you'll have 75% that you're carrying and you're going to carry that for as long as you can. The important thing is that we only count it if your posture is good. Um, you can't regrip it once you start. So you're just going to get tall 
walk with the wave, whatever grip you start with, you have to maintain that grip for the entire time and you can't change posture, right? So it's not just grab the weight and run as far as you can, um, like you were doing a, you know, a DECA event. This is specifically looking at how well you control your posture while holding that weight. And we record both the distance you walk and the time you, you hold it. So we want minimums in both of those. So if you just grab it and run, you may carry it the distance, but you might not be able to hold it for enough time. So we have to uh, factor in both of those things there. And uh, the last thing would be endurance. So looking at your uh, running performance or just endurance in general, I like to use a one and a half mile time trial. So we find a course that you can uh, re repeat, whether it's a track or a trail or whatever it might be. I'm going to run a mile and a half as fast as you can after a proper warm up, And we just have your time there and we can measure that and see that your, your pacing is getting better. Uh, if you're not running, I like using the assault bike as well. Might do like a three mile time trial. Again, just giving us some numbers, some metrics that we can use and see how all these things are improving. And, uh, you know, a lot of people use a DECA event, right? So a DECA strong or a DECA mile, that might be a nice way to test out and maybe a little bit more fun than doing just a time trial to uh, test out your endurance as well. So those are all the things I would plan on doing this month to really set that baseline and see maybe where you need the most work or just to see how much you can improve each of those things. But that'll give you a good indication of all the different things that you really need to be working on or considering in your training program. And the last thing is now, okay, that's great. We have our starting point. Now just planning throughout the year. So if I'm going to take uh, uh, my racing pretty seriously, I do want to look at where my important races are. So now it's time to look at the calendar and um, plan out my ideal races that I would like to do. And if you've been listening to this podcast, it's something that I've, I've talked about before and I'm a big believer in, but really ranking those races. So are these A races, B races, or C races? So A races, we're going to pick like one to two of these a year, probably maybe three, depending on when they are. But these are the races that you're trying to peak for. So your, your main training programs are going to be geared for these one, two, or three events throughout the year. Um, our B races are more just we're going to use for training. Um, and, you know, even though it's a B race, that doesn't mean I'm not out there doing the best I can. Just means that my training leading up to that race may, be, may have been built specifically for a different race, maybe the next month or something like that. So I'm still going to plan on doing well at these races. I'm just not structuring my entire training program for this specific race. And then finally, C races. I'm just going to go out there and have fun. Maybe I run this with my family, with friends who have never done it before. I'm just going to walk it, you know, whatever, right? This is uh, just something to go out there and have fun. Not going to really consider my training for this race too much. It's just uh, something to, to have, look forward to on the schedule. So now that we have all of our races planned out, now we have to start planning those programs. So I think 12 weeks is, is a good amount of time to really prep for each race. So now I look specifically at my A races and I want to plan out 12 weeks ahead of that. So I peak for that specific race. So ideally, I'm not going to have two A races within 12 weeks of each other, if possible. I know sometimes how schedules work, that may not be, uh, be possible, but in an ideal situation, uh, each of those A races are going to have enough time between them so I can really focus training on that particular race. So I want a progressive plan 
over those 12 weeks, that'll help me peak for that. And now you might have a B or a C race in there, and that's why they're B and C races, right? That's okay. You might uh, just be doing those for more fun or as a training tool to help you better prepare. Um, so that's how I'd start to look. And now, now you actually have to get in and start planning your workouts, right? So what, what's the running needed for? Maybe your first day race is going to be a super or a 10K distance. So now I want my running, my running plan to prepare me for a 10K. I need to get ready for maybe specific obstacles because I'm going to be training for a Spartan race, a Tough Mudder, whatever it might be. So then I can start planning for those specific programs. So that'll kind of help you get your year all set. So just to give you a little bit of insight, kind of like my plan right now. So I have my first race coming up uh, of the year. It's It's been a while since I've been able to do the uh, a Spartan race. And one is coming up at the end of January. So I'm considering this more of a um, B race. I'm still going to uh, train for it. I, I guess I could consider it an A race because I really have my, my 12 weeks um, leading up to this specific race, but I think mentally it, it's always been in my mind as a B race because, um, because I'm kind of just getting back into it. Um, but I've really set it up as, as an A race. So all of my training really has led for, for this. So my, my running, which I haven't been doing over the last 12 ish weeks, um, I've really been gearing for the 10 K distance so I can be prepared for that super. And, and I feel pretty good with my pacing and my endurance and my speed, all of those different things leading up to this race. And then obviously I'm doing my strength training and trying to prepare for uh, the Spartan obstacles as best I can. So leading right up to that. In uh, March, uh, we have our DECA event. So once this race is over, um, I wanna start shifting gears because I'm gonna take on the DECA. So now I'm gonna be switching a little bit less running to a little bit more metabolic conditioning leading up to that race, which I'm not gonna have quite 12 weeks. Um, again, it's not going to be a, an A race in particular for me, but a B race. So I'm just going to be altering my my program with a little less running, a little bit more uh, of the DECA type metabolic conditioning type work. Uh, I have a B race in April. That's going to be another Spartan race. So I will incorporate a little bit more running. And then finally, looking at August, I'll have an A race. So now I'm going to set up my 12-week plan for August, really built specifically for that. Now, I do believe I have a DECA in there as well, but I, I'm going to put my focus on that August uh, Spartan race. So even though I might incorporate a little bit of DECA moves in there, it's still uh, with the idea I need my running. I need to get ready for, for that August race. And then uh, we continue the year from there. But at least just want to give you a little bit of insight on what it could look like. doesn't always look perfect, but that's kind of my mindset going through my next races. So hopefully that gives you some ideas and how you might want to consider each of your races. Because I know if you're like me, there's going to be uh, more of the traditional OCR. There might be some hybrid races in there, High Rocks, DECA. Um, it's, it's hard to switch back and forth. So sometimes you really have to do pick what's the main thing I'm going to work on right now. So you can really set that as the priority and then just have a little bit of some of the other stuff in there. But like when you kind of just go back and forth and you're doing a little bit of everything, really hard to peak for those types of events. So really it's up to you if that's fine with you and you like jumping back and forth and a little bit of everything and you're okay with, with that, then that's, that's great. But if you're really trying to see some improvements and prep or maybe qualify for something, you definitely want a little bit more intentional training to help peak for those specific races. So uh, 
I hope this gives you some idea on how you can plan out this year, but write it down, print out a calendar, whatever you need, start writing some things down, make your life easier. You don't want to just walk in the gym one day and be like, oh, what am I going to do, right? You want the plan there, you know, on each day specifically what you're going to do. Then, of course, life's going to throw some obstacles at you and it's not going to always work out to plan, but then you adjust as needed. But it's way easier to make those adjustments than to have to, you know, totally guess and, and not really know know what you're doing. So hope that helps. If, if you need any more tips or, or ideas, you know, always um, I'm available. Shoot me an email. Mike at OCR. Uh, underground.com help give you some insight look at your plan if, if you're just having some trouble putting it all out there i'm happy to help in any way i can well that's going to do it for my new year's episode um, episode 107 i have a, a bunch of links and and stuff for you to check out in the show notes for this episode so uh, make sure you head on over to ocrunderground.com uh, slash episode dash 107 thanks again for all of our sponsors check out their their awesome products and links in the show notes as well uh, that's going to do it for now i will see you guys next time and until then keep training smarter